Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 254, Scream 6. In a city of millions, no one hears you podcast. I would think lots more people would hear us podcast if we're in a bigger market. Well, they'd hear the podcast. They wouldn't hear us actually podcast. It's podcasting as a verb, not so much as oh. a noun. No one well, can hear us podcast. Actually, I would think, though, that that would still remain the same, that more people would be around to hear us podcast, whereas in a very, very small place like where I live, no one is hearing us podcast right now. But I feel like to counter that with, if we have the money to live in a place like that, we'd have the money to soundproof the room that we were podcasting in. If we have $3,000 a month to rent an apartment in New York. Who says we're in New York? A big city with millions. You could be in plenty of other places. Well, this movie specifically is in New York, so I figured we were talking specifically New York. Well, I'm never moving to New York, so. Why not? Because I don't want to pay $3,000 a month for rent, for one thing. (laughs) Hey, everybody. How's it going? (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am Chaos. I am Carnage. And that's us. (laughs) Wow. Great intro. Thanks. We worked really hard. We practiced that one for hours. Yeah, I practiced in front of the mirror even. (laughs) Enunciating my words. I'm horrified right now. Someone (laughs) rescue me, please. What? I've been kidnapped. I'm in Chaos's house and I've been kidnapped. It's only been three days. (laughs) Stockholm Syndrome is obviously not settling in yet. (laughs) So how's your week going? Not that I know because I haven't been here. You've kind of been here for most of it. It's growing okay. It's a little up and down, but I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad to be here because it's a vacation for me. So it's kind of nice. Mini break, as we call it. Mini break. Across this side of the pond. Not really. I'm going to bring it. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it to America. Oh, are you? mini break. Okay. So. Like fetch? No, fetch will never be a thing, ever. I'm going to make fetch happen. Fetch will never happen. <laughs> um, well, we don't have a whole lot to talk about this week, so do you want to tell them who we are and what we do, and then we'll get right into this one? Sure. I don't think people like that as much, but we can do it that way. Well, ugh, we have nothing new to talk about. What are we going to talk about? What we did yesterday, we went and we got coffee, and we got married. You took a picture cheese. of a bird. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> You can tell that story if you want, you jerk. Okay, so where Chaos lives, it's a very nice lake community. It's like cabins and houses, but it's a lake community. It's very nature-y. Mm-hmm. Nature-y is now a word. And I'm driving to the house three times now. Well, like The first time, I was like, oh, that's a blue heron. And as soon as I saw it and stopped, the blue heron flew, flew away. away. I was going to say swim away, but nothing else swim. Flew away. And so the second time, I was like, I'm going to see if it's there again. And Cass was with me, and we stopped, and it flew away again. I was like, damn it. Well, I'm going to park and see if it comes back. And Chaos says, as loud as you as possibly loud can. As as humanly possible, I scream out the window, hey, bird, are you coming back? You're such a fucking asshole. So then we go a third time, and I was like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about this. I don't want to hear a word come out of your mouth. 
and I crept up and I finally got pictures of the bird. And it's a pretty bird. It's a very pretty bird. And then afterwards, I yelled out of the car, hey, stupid bird. <laughs> you're just an asshole. I am an asshole. I, I like birds. I got a video of the bird, too. See the video of the bird? Took that by accident. I can tell. I think I even said at the time, what the hell am I doing? You should definitely post a picture to our Instagram, though. Of the bird? Of the bird. Oh, for sure I will, because it's worth it. Three times, and you saying, are you coming back, bird? <laughs> that was twice. That was the second time that I yelled at the bird. And then the third time I yelled at the bird was after you took a picture of it already. So it's okay. <laughs> anyway, that's our bird story. That's our bird story. <laughs> Not the greatest yeah. story ever. No, but it was funny at the time. <laughs> That's all the excitement we've had, though, recently. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we went and spent a lot of money on chocolate and cheese. Yeah, a lot of cheese. A lot of cheese. A lot of chocolate. A lot of chocolate. We'll have to enjoy it this afternoon. I can't wait. I have turtles. I have peppermint bark. I have a chocolate-covered Rice Krispie treat. I have instant mocha powder. We still have so much cheese to get through, too. And, and I have all the cheese I bought. And that crab and spinach dip. Yeah. And the, yes, we have a lot of food. So I'm going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. Fun. Anyway. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. That's what we did yesterday, though. Cheese and chocolate. Cheese and chocolate and birds. And birds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess I'll get to it then. We don't have anything to talk about. Do you want me to make stories up? Well, this one time I was in World War Two. see... And oh yeah, what did you do for the war? I flew planes. Did you? Dive bombers. Really? Yes. Well, tell us a war story then. I was in Croatia. Mm-hmm. Dive bombing Spain. In Croatia. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a good storyteller on the spot, okay? <laughs> I lived in Croatia and I was dive bombing in Spain. That's all I know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we are two best friends of 25 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. We take turns picking the flicks because that's how we do it. And um, most of the time they are because we want to share them with you, our wonderful audience. Sometimes it's to make the other person mad. Um that's because we have hashtag friendship goals. Our friendship lives in the hashtag Mariana's Trench of Hate, where we duke it out MMA style in our very own octagon when we don't see eye to eye on movies. Because this is a movie podcast. It is. <gasps> I'm on the wrong podcast. Oh, shit. How long have we been doing this and you just Five figured years. that out? Oh, gosh. How embarrassing for you. That's so horrifying. Ah, horrifying. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, spoilers ahead and expletives ahead. Because you always interrupt me. Because it's fun to interrupt you. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, we're going in the trench early today, I can tell. Yeah. Well, this week we just did, Um, we actually went to the theater for this. I was so excited. We saw Scream 6. Um, Obviously, it was done in 2023. It was R-rated. It was two hours and two minutes long. And it got a 7.2 on the IMDb scale. How about the tomato meter? The tomato meter, thank you for asking, is certified fresh at a 78%. Critics' consensus, certain aspects of horror's most murderously meta franchise may be going stale, but a change of setting and some inventive set pieces help keep Scream 6 reasonably sharp. Audience says... 
building upon the requel, I hate that word, and even improving on it with the lovable Core 4 and some gnarly kills, this sequel is a total scream. Audience score, 92%. Okay. Kind of surprised that's that high, honestly. I mean, it was definitely better than the last movie, but... I don't know. I like the last one better, I think. I have thoughts. Maybe we should get to cast them. We could do the Let's thoughts. do that. Okay. okay. Let's talk about the cast. Yes, yes. Here we go. Gail Weathers was, of course, the lovely, the irascible Courtney Cox. <laughs> uh, of course, from the Scream Legacy, Friends, and Cougar Town. Sam Carpenter was Melissa Barrera. From In the Heights, Vita, and Bedrest. Tara Carpenter was Jenna Ortega. Uh, from Wednesday, X and the Fallout. Mindy was Jasmine Savoy Brown. She was in Yellow Jackets, Missing, and The Sound of Violence. Chad was Mason Gooding. As a Love Victor, Fall, and Booksmart. Detective Bailey was Dermot Mulroney. Okay, we have a story about this, but he was in Young Guns, My Best Friend's Wedding, and The Family Stone. Do you want to tell your story real fast? <laughs> so Mama Chaos went with us to the movie, and when Dermot Mulroney first comes on screen, she audibly gasped, and it was hysterical. <laughs> Apparently, she loves Dermot Mulroney. Huge Dermot Mulroney fan. I was not even aware, or maybe I just knew but didn't really think about it. And then it was like, she obviously didn't know he was in the movie, and he showed up, and she was just so excited. It was hilarious. We lost her for the rest of the movie. We did, yeah. She was totally in Dermot (laughs) Mulroney land. But it was good. She enjoyed it. Yeah. So Ethan was Jack Champion. Uh, He's an avatar, the night sitter, and message in a bottle. Danny was Josh Segara. Okay, he was in Arrow and Orange and the New Black, and he's also in She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yes, I've always wanted to see that. Really? Oh, hell yeah. I just based it on the title like that. looks stupid. No, no, it's supposed to be really good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, all right, I won't judge a book by its cover then. Quinn was Liana Liberato. And she's Dig the Beach House and Haunt. Annika was Devin Nakoda. Uh, Ginny and George, Sneakerella, and Utopia Falls. And Kirby was Hayden Panettiere. I love Kirby. And she was, of course, from Scream 4 Heroes in Nashville. Do you want a little summary? I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. Ghostface moves to the Big Apple and things go awry. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Things go so awry. I can't even. I love it, though. Look. Look. Look, I'll put my phone down for a second so I can talk seriously. All right, we're talking so serious. This wasn't either of our picks. It was like a both pick. It was a combined pick. Yeah. So um, we went to the movie. It was great. Mm-hmm. I love that they brought Kirby back. So there was all these little like, like I'm very into the scream. Like It's my favorite. The metaverse. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned before. But um, they, you know, they were talking about, oh, student really die. Oh, you know. And then the whole thing about Nev Campbell was, you know, the salary dispute. She wasn't coming back. And I was like, oh, that's a red herring. She's really the killer. And I was really hoping it was, and it wasn't. And this is where to spoil the show. This, if you guys haven't seen this yet. So, um, but then I was so excited when I heard Kirby was going to be back. And it's actually written in Hayden's contract that she couldn't die. So that's why she didn't die in Scream 4. But I didn't oh. realize that at the time. I'm like, Kirby's back. Yeah. And she's like this badass FBI field agent now. Mm-hmm. Just I fucking loved it. I fucking love that part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, what are your thoughts on the change of scenery thing? Like we've done it before. We're like only actually three movies are in Woodsboro. The yeah. first one, the fourth one, and the fifth one. 
The other one was in Ohio and California, yeah. and then now New York. Well, isn't Woodsboro in California? Uh, uh, Hollywood. Sorry. Okay, I was going to say, like, wait a minute. Did I seriously misunderstand no, something? It, it or is, but it's okay. like Hollywood, like a total okay, okay. You know, scene change. Stuff. I gotcha. Understood. Okay, so... But what did you think about this scenery change is what I meant for, like, New York? For New York? Yeah. Um... I didn't mind it. I mean, I'm I don't really like I don't I'm not really invested in Scream either way. I don't hate it. I don't love it. So like sure, why not? I don't care. Okay. They could do it on Mars and I'd be like, All right, let's see where this goes. Don't give them stupid ideas. <laughs> Just don't make it like like what is that? Jason's on the Jason moon or goes to space. Yes, don't make it stupid. Come on now. I love that movie. It's so terrible. I haven't seen it. Oh. I seen it. Thank oh, you will. Oh, great. I own it. No. Da, da, da. Yep, I do. I am kidding. I know. I own all of the Friday the 13th movies, and you are currently kidnapped at my house, so that means we can watch Jason Goes to Space. I'm going to run away. I've got a car. <laughs> For car. now. <laughs> Touch you. Don't you touch Savannah. Your car. Something might happen. You might want to check your brakes lines. Is that's all I'm saying? Okay, guys. If I die, you know who to look at first. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, shit. I totally gave evidence again. <laughs> We're really bad at incriminating ourselves we, for future we. death plots. Yes, you. <laughs> you do it more than me. I, I just felt like as many people are as there are in New York City. Mm-hmm. It still felt small. Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like... It, it wasn't real. As to, Like, there's a shit ton of people in New York. Like, mm-hmm. those alleyways... Like, so the first scene you see is this um, this university press professor. Where they're at college. They're at college again. So it's like, scream too, at college. But this is yeah. in New York. But it's a... Um, she's a film professor, Laura. Uh, played by Samara Weaving. And um, she's trying to meet a date. And yeah, he's like, I'm lost. Catfish. <laughs> I'm lost. I can't find this bar that you're at. Does it have a red door? Oh, I'm down an alley. Okay, so she is an idiot. She's a film pro- horror film professor. Yeah, she is. And she gets tricked into going down a fucking alley. Yeah. First of all, I've never seen such a clean and empty alley mm-hmm. in all of New York. Like, seriously? There, there was way not enough people on that street. No. Was not. And um, for as many few people as there are, as many few people, as few people as there are, when she screams, somebody should have been able to hear her because she wasn't that far into the alley. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's New York. There are people everywhere. Yeah. there. It's the city that never sleeps. There's people fucking everywhere. It's the city of my nightmares because <laughs> there's way too many people. So Yeah, I don't think I would deal with that very well either. Did I tell you how a friend of mine almost got hit by a car in New York? No. Do you want to hear the story? Yeah. Okay. So we were there. We were 17. We were there for a band trip. Oh, okay. we were all crossing the streets. And this car just lurched forward. I was going to hit our friend, my friend and I. Mm-hmm. And two of the guys behind us grabbed us and pulled us back. And that's oh the only reason why we didn't get hit. Wow. It's in, like, I remember who was next to me, like, who almost got hit with me. Like, I'm not going to say their name on the air, and I remember who they pulled us back. But I'm like, damn, that was scary as shit. That we almost got hit by cars. Anyway, she gets killed, obviously, mm-hmm. as our first kill. Dumbass. A dumbass. You're a horror film professor. You're a dumbass. You deserve to die. 
Anyway, uh, but we find out, and then he unmasks himself. I'm like, this is the first Ghostface unmasking himself, and it's one of his students. Yeah, um, it's a student. Yeah, that catfisher, and he's going back to his apartment, and he's talking to his roommate, because apparently, so they have this plan that they're going to kill Tara and Sam, and they have two, like, uh, like starter kills just to get how it feels and kind of get, you know, mm-hmm. get into the groove of it. But their, their plan is to finish Richie's movie, his plan. Whatever. Finish Richie's plan. Yeah. Because they're, they're fans of his. Like Yes. What the fuck? I mean, like this. And I like this plot to think that your C grade is going to go away because you killed the teacher. That's exceedingly bright, let me tell you. What movie is it that if your, your roommate commits suicide, you get A's for the semester? There's a movie like that. What? Yeah. So they plot to get their roommate to commit suicide. Yeah. I don't remember. I'll have to. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah, your C is not going to go away. Yeah, no. <laughs> but luckily, um, Jason, the student, um, finds his roommate cut up in the fridge before Ghostface attacks him. Yeah, the real Ghostface. The real Ghostface. I was like, okay, this makes more sense. So, um, but as before Jason gets to his apartment, he actually passes Tara, and I'm like, oh my god, Ghostface knows Tara. Holy shit! You know, like this. He he's unmasked and he's walking back to his mm. apartment and they talk and he she you know they're friends they're friendly mm-hmm. and but then he goes back to his apartment and he gets killed so yay good yeah awesome um, and Tara and Sam uh, Sam moved with Tara to New York to keep an eye on her yeah like he, she's given up everything to keep an eye on her baby sister mm-hmm. um, smothering her yes but at the same time Tara's neither of them are dealing with it well no. And they both think they're dealing with it fine, and the other one needs to fuck off, basically. Yeah, they both think the other one isn't handling it well, but mm-hmm. neither one of... They're both right, because right. neither one of them is handling it. Like, um, Sam goes to a psychiatrist who... She finally reveals that her father was Billy Loomis, and blah, blah, blah. And as soon as she reveals this, of course, he's like, well, I can't really help you anymore. Like, He's like, I have to report you to the cops. And she's like, I didn't fucking say anything. And he's like, well, you made threats. And she's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, because she said it felt good to kill Richie. Which I would imagine it would feel good to kill Rich after he's killed most of your friends. I mean, yeah. And he's like, well, now I have to report this to the police. And it's like, I think the police already fucking know that she killed Richie. Well, and the online rumors are saying that she's really the ghost face. Like, it's a whole smear campaign against her that she's the real ghost face and she framed Richie and um, Richie's chick friend. I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah. What was her name? Shit. I can see it in my face, too. Um, I can see her face. Fuck. Amber. Amber, thank you. Because she doesn't look like an Amber to me. But yeah, no, yeah. Richie and Amber. And uh, she really killed everyone. And she's the ghost face. So, like, people on campus hate her. People in New York hate her. It's this whole thing. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor Sam. Poor Sam. Um, and they have a third roommate, which, ugh, like, Sam, how would you trust anyone again? I know, really. I wouldn't trust anybody enough to, like, live with them. And the planning behind this. Mm-hmm. Quinn is their roommate. Yes. Um, and Mindy and um, Chad are on campus, too. Yeah. They all went to the same college in New York because everyone gets into the same college always and um, we're yeah. friends forever and mm-hmm. everything is great. Okay. I know. I just want to burst into that song, Friends by Dragon Sound from Miami Connection. <laughs> friends through eternity. Yeah, I won't, but. Thank you. Please mm-hmm. save it's me. It's like that. It's. <laughs> It's kind of like a bad movie in that respect. So we meet uh, Chad's 
roommate Ethan and uh, Mindy's girlfriend, Annika. Yes. And um, we also meet Quinn's dad, Detective Bailey. Yes. He's a cop. He's a cop. He's a cop. Um, who's lost, they've lost a son, mm-hmm. which so, um, Quinn kind of got in with them cause she understood the whole meaning of laws because she had just lost her brother and right. The whole thing. Um, but the police come, ba- Bailey was on the scene for Jason's murder. Like he was the, the cop in charge and detective in charge for that. And they find the ghost face mask, but the ghost face mask they actually find is the one from, uh, Richie Amber. Yes. It has their DNA, supposedly. Yes. Um, and while... So Detective Bailey calls Sam and Tara into the police station just to question them. hmm But as they're headed in, they get a phone call from Richie's phone. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm sorry. This moment, I looked at this phone call from Richie's phone, and I was like, I know who the killer is. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did, were you right? I was. But all, about all three, though? No, but I knew it was his family. Oh, okay. Well, because I was just like, "Come on!" I figured it was just a cloned phone. I didn't figure it was his really phone. I figured it was a cloned phone because that's been a theme throughout the whole series: is cloned phones, cloning phones. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but that would be like, like the killer was cloning phones to use in their plans. Like nobody anticipated Richie's death and cloned his phone. Right. True. So I was just like, I know who the killer is. Well, I knew who it was as soon as I met Dermot Maroney because he was just a douche canoe. <laughs> like, he was poorly acting in this role. Let's be honest. Come on. Yeah. As much as your mom loves him. I really felt in, like he, phoned it he in. was phoning it in. Yeah. yeah. Which is a shame. Is that your foot? Yeah, you, yeah, it's no big deal. Sorry. You just tapped me. Sorry. Tap, tap, tappy, tap. Okay. So they're talking to Richie. It's ghost-faced. And they're trying to hide from him because he comes out of nowhere and they hide in this bodega and they're trying to get the New Yorkers to the other New Yorkers to, like call the cops, call the cops. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Ghostface enters, a guy approaches and tries to get in his face and immediately gets stabbed. So then the storekeeper brings out his gun, <laughs> doesn't kill Ghostface, but gets shot up to death by him. And then, then they have a gun. Ghostface has a gun at that yeah. point. Expertly wielding it. Mm-hmm. Wields it very well. Yes. Somehow Sam and Tara are able to um to flee. Yeah, they make it out. Just as the cops show up. So mm-hmm. of course. Um They meet Kirby at the station. She's now FBI special agent who's in charge who who follows these killings, but yet we never saw her when Amber and Richie were killing. Right. And is that the last she yeah. was in four, so yeah, we never yeah. saw her when Amber and Richie were, were Which was killing. only a year ago, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising. It's like, okay, if you're involved in these killings, mm. where were you? Yeah. And then Gail shows up, but she's back as being Gail from Scream 1 and Scream 2. So she immediately gets cold cocked yeah. by the girls because... Hmm. Because they just threw her character development out the window for some reason. I don't know. Like Dewey died and she immediately went back to us. She re- Gail from 1996. She, yeah, she reverted to her 96 self. Which, oh, okay. And she promised she wouldn't write a book on it and she wrote the book on and it. And she wrote a book Fucking on it. Asshole. Yeah. Gail sucks. She's back to being Miss Cold Hard Reporter. I do anything to get the story. And it's like, this is not you. I don't understand why you're acting mm-hmm. this way. 
the money ran out maybe yeah who knows i was um, just lazy writing i mean sorry but to get rid of sydney though they say that sydney and her family mark went in hiding yeah and the kids went in hiding great okay that's easy way to get rid of sydney i still thought maybe maybe no <laughs> well i mean didn't they already like use sydney as a red herring in like scream three they tried to imply it was her yes they did so they're not gonna do that again no I know. They but already I thought, spent like, that. I thought legitimate, you know, like a legitimate red herring of telling the telling the audience that she's not in, that she appears in it. You know, that would been fantastic. But it would, like I think you pointed out, or my mom pointed out, it would be really hard to 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 get that happen. Yeah, to keep that a secret. Really yeah. fucking hard. Really so. fucking hard. Yeah. Um, but uh, while this is all going on, Sam's um, Sam's psychiatrist, Doctor Stone, is murdered. Yes stabbed as he peeps through the hole of his fucking peephole in his house door and um not only is sam's files taken but a ghost face mask uh is up behind it's the one from scream three mm-hmm. for roman bridger roman which i just have thoughts on this but that's another ugh. tell There's, us okay so there was a cut they cut it out of the script they cut it out of the script I feel like if you cut it out of the script and you didn't even film it, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, I would but, agree with that. Okay, so there's a whole thing about Angelina Tyler from Scream Three, which she was going to be Roman's other killer, like the other killer. Mm-hmm. There's always two killers, right? But they cut it out of the script. They didn't even film it, so I feel like she's not the other killer, right? So they're like, oh, and it could have been Angelina Tyler's mask too. I'm like, no, she was never a um, fucking killer. No, it was cut out of the script. It doesn't exist in the verse. Yes. It doesn't exist. I'm sorry. If you cut it out of the script and you never film it. It's not even an outtake. It's not even a deleted scene. No, it Roman didn't happen. Is the only fucking killer in Scream 3 as far as I'm concerned. You cannot convince me that otherwise. is canon. Okay. Anyway, so they're saying it's from the killings and how it's Roman's mask though. Yeah. Um, everyone groups back up into the apartment. You've got Mindy. You've got Chad, Annika, Sam, Tara, Quinn's there with some guy, supposedly. Um, and they're all just kind of talking this out as to what they're going to do. Are they going to leave? Are they, you know, they're going to go. What the hell the plan is. But while that happens, um, Quinn's then attacked and killed. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. And Quote, unquote. Ghostface then attacked. Um, he goes and attacks everyone else. Uh, Mindy gets stabbed. Tara, I think, gets stabbed, too. Annika gets killed. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about how Annika gets killed because it was actually a pretty tense scene. Yes. It was like, um, so Sam is hooking up with this guy that everybody just calls cute guy or something like that. Yeah. Um, who lives in the apartment complex. He's like across an alleyway from them, but he can look through his window and see into their apartment, which is creepy enough. Yeah, because he seems... Quinn get murdered. Yeah, the one that calls them up and are warning. He them. is warning them because um, nobody else knows this is happening in the house, but he sees it through the window. So he's calling them, and he's like, "Oh my god, you got to get out of there right now!" So the Ghostface Killer is in the apartment with them. So he like gets this really long ladder and joins their two windows that are across from each other across this alleyway. So they have to, they all have to crawl out their window and across this ladder, which is only being held in place by people. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
uh, they have to climb across the alleyway. Don't look down. Oh, my gosh. It's God. very tense. Yes. Um, and while Annika is crossing, there's nobody left to, like, hold their side of the ladder. And the except for the ghost face killer who shows up and he starts shaking the ladder and she's trying to hold on to it. And he's rocking it back and forth and she's trying to hold on to it. And she loses her grip and falls to her death. Ugh. Yeah, it really sucks because um, Mindy sees it. She yeah. sees the whole thing. She's there trying to get Annika to come and trying to get a hold of Annika before she falls. And yeah, it's very upsetting for Mindy. Yeah, because she tried to get Annika to go ahead of her. And Annika's like, no, no, you go first. You go right. first. Yeah. And Annika was torn up a lot more than Mindy was. I feel like if Mindy had gone last, she could have made it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just part of the fact that Annika was scared. Yeah. Terrified to cross it, which I don't blame her. Yeah. And she was more wounded than anyone else. Yes. So it just, she really should have gone before She probably Mindy. would have died anyway, honestly, from those wounds. She was stabbed in the stomach. You really don't come back from that usually. Usually, in I these mean, movies, maybe, you but. really, yeah. I mean, that you do have to get medical attention really fast. Yeah. Um. So at the scene, I'm trying to think of what the scene. Uh, they don't really mention it, but um, at the scene, there was um Nancy Salt and I believe it was Nancy Salt and Nancy Loomis rather. Yes. And uh, Billy's mask was left behind at that scene. Yes. And then um, Detective Bailey's been taken off the case because it's his daughter that died. Right. And supposedly now two of his kids have died, so he's taken off the case. And then finally Gail's attacked, which Gail's been attacked before. She's never been called by Ghostface. In all these movies, this is the first phone call Ghostface has ever called her before. Yeah, that's true. So um, her boyfriend's killed at their really fancy New York apartment. Yes. That's why she probably wrote the book because New York living's costly, so I'm just saying. Which always surprises me that the girls could afford a three-bedroom apartment. I'd be like, bitch, that's like probably like a $9,000 a month apartment there. Like The $3,000 apartment looks like a studio. It looks like this room. I mean, seriously, you have enough for a twin bed, maybe a hot pot. I'm just saying. There's not a whole lot of room for anything there, so... I, I remember one time I saw this thing online where there was a picture of an old tenement mm-hmm. apartment from the old tenement days of New York. Yeah. And somebody said, oh, I looked at that picture and thought, oh, I bet that's like a $1,200 apartment. I wonder where that is. It's true. It was from the tenement museum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't gotten much better. No. Um, so Gail's attacked... Um, she gets taunted by Dewey. By he taunts the shit out of her about Dewey. Mm-hmm. Poor Dewey. Poor Dewey. Um, kills her boyfriend. Sends her ass to the hospital. Um, she's actually smart. She does have a gun and a safe lock, but she can't fucking open the safe lock because she's panicking. <laughs> but she put, how many times did she put that number? Like twenty times before she gets that gun out. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I would totally do that though. I mean, I know when I panic. I cannot keep things straight in my head to save my life, so I'd probably do the same thing. Well, here's the thing, too. How many ghost faces has she met? You shoot them in the fucking head. They always wear a vest. Yep. You shoot them in the head, and then you double tap them. Mm-hmm. Double tap, always. God. I mean, I know this real better than these people do, and they lived it. <laughs> uh, but Sam and Tara arrived just in time to get, um, you know, help. Yeah. For Gail. And she and she does end up living. But before she died, I forgot to mention this part. She took them. She found in her investigative skills this museum. 
mm-hmm. that she took them out to. And it's all, all of the, we're going to call them props, but it's evidence yeah. from all the previous scream killings, including on the stage, there's each killer's hood mm-hmm. and knife. Mm-hmm. Masks is the only thing they're missing. Yes. But everything's there. Like you've got um, Kenny's TV jacket from the Scream 1. You've got the, st- the, the, the TV that fell on Stumacher, if he's really dead, they say. Because that's, that's one of the legacy things, too, if the student really die. Oh, okay. And Kirby actually acknowledges it, if you can believe he really died, you know. <laughs> um, you've got the camera that the, the cameraman of the second one had. I mean, you've got all this stuff. Like, all this fucking memorabilia. Yeah, and this is where my first red flag went off. I was like, why is nobody talking about who did this? That she just finds this. She doesn't know who did it. Well, she no, doesn't she traced know... it to Jason, the first killer. Oh, she does. She, she did, did trace it to Jason. they like, oh, they set up this museum. So they thought Jason and his, I can't remember what his, his roommate's name was. They thought they set up this museum. Okay, I missed that. Because I'm like, why is nobody talking about the fact that they have no idea who put this here and they're just going with it? How, what I didn't know is how she got the key card to get in, though. Yeah. How did she unlock they it? They all got the key card somehow. But yeah, she... She found it through investigating Jason and his roommates because they had, they had, you know. Okay, I didn't. Samara's I, I, so. I missed where it was Jason's. Setup. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they make a pact. The ones that are left alive make a pact that they're going to go. Um, Kirby's got this idea to trap Ghostface at the theater. Yes. So they get separated. They're taking this subway to the theater and they get separated. So Mindy and Ethan, who Mindy does not trust Ethan at this point because he's not part of the core four as as Chad's trying to label them. Right. And everyone's like against us. Like, stop calling us this. Right. Don't call us the fucking core four. Uh, But she doesn't trust Ethan because she's, you know, he was never a part of it. Right. He was never a part of, you know, their previous... Um, she didn't trust Annika for a bit, even though it was a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Didn't trust Quinn or hot guy from across the street. So she's nervous because she has Ethan and her on a train by a subway train by themselves. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, though, there's another ghost face and ghost face kills or stabs her at least. Yeah. And Ethan's like, oh, my God, are you OK? You know, yeah. Um, so Mindy's taken to the hospital. She ends up being OK, too, though. So mm-hmm. she ends up surviving. Yay for everyone that survives. All right. Way too many people survive this. I'm going to tell you right now. It's, no, just from a, a screen point of view. Uh-huh. Yes, Annika died. Uh-huh. Who else died, though? Oh, and Annika. Think about it. Oh, and then the killers and Annika. Who died? No one. Really? Yeah. You're right. The, the 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 film professor was killed by we don't care about the people we care about how about the people we care about like the people in the bodega were killed yeah sure uh jason and his roommate were killed and they killed the one professor but of the people that we care about other than annika dying who died really nobody exactly mm, kind of odd for a scream franchise film just saying at least someone usually dies of the group other than annika you know what i mean like of the previous group mm-hmm. whatever Anyway, um, so they get inside and they realize that they've been locked inside. So Sam has sent Hot Boy off because he's not part of the group. He was never part of Woodsboro. Right. He gets and sent she away. doesn't trust him, so she sends him away. So once they're inside the theater, they realize they're locked inside. And it's Sam, yeah. Tara, Ethan, Kirby. No, it's not Ethan. I'm sorry. 
Um, Chad. Chad. Sam, Tara, Chad, Kirby locked inside. Mm-hmm. And Detective Bailey calls and says, don't trust Kirby. She was fired from the FBI two months ago. You can't trust her. Yeah, so they immediately think that Kirby is like psycho and probably Ghostface. Luckily, though, Sam has another vision from her daddy (laughs) who tells her to take his knife and protect them. So she not trust anyone. Don't trust anyone, even your dad. Specters of your dad. (laughs) Just saying. Well, yeah. So while um, Tara and Chad are doing a meet cute in the the concession stand Ghostface comes out and stabs the shit out of chad actually two Ghostface come out and stab the shit out of chad yes two Ghostface, but yet mm-hmm. it's kirby mm-hmm. hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. so then kirby comes from behind the screen all bit butched up around that what am i trying to say bruised up around the head like say, banged up i don't know what bunched up means and Detective Bailey shows up at the same time, even though they're locked in, mm-hmm. and he shoots Kirby. Yes. And then he realizes, no, he's ghost-faced. He's Richie's daddy. And look, Ethan is his son, and he's ghost-faced too. Oh, my God, and Quinn, she's alive, and she's ghost So we have three ghost-faced. Three ghost-faces, As because yeah. two was not enough. Sorry, Roman Bridger, one was always enough. <laughs> Um, but this does make it an even number, so my OCD ass is very happy about that because oh. we now officially have 12 ghost face killers. It's not an odd number anymore because Roma did fuck that up. Thank goodness. Okay, you know what? It's the small things like that that matter to me, okay? You have too much time on your hands. Shut up. <laughs> so anyway, it's the Carpenter sisters against the, the, the Richie's family. Like, what is this? The family that kills together lives together? Or in this case, dies together? Yeah. Like, usually you only have one serial killer in the family. Like, I don't think I remember hearing about, like, John Wayne Gacy having a serial killing brother. Or, I yeah. mean, Jeffrey Dahmer has a serial killing mother. But, you know what? You did have Billy and Nancy. Yes. So you did have that. So I can kind of see that. And this is kind of like a retro throwback to that. Because I, the father is it doesn't make the any son, sense. but the kids too. I mean, like that's a lot to get the kids on board. Like if my mom came to me and said, you know what? This bitch killed your brother. We're going to go kill her and fire your family. I'd be like, you know what? Like, you're going to have to do that on your own, but I might call the police on you first. I don't think you could convince me to help serial kill with you. I'm just, I have a problem with that. I'm just saying. It gets more complicated the more people you involve. They act like it's easier. It's not. Speaking from experience. I was going to say. Look what you said. <laughs> anyway, so now we have a brawl in the whole thing. I mean, um, you get a very tense 15-minute scene where they're chasing the carpenters around this theater. And you have them up on the balcony. And you stab Detective Bailey through the eye with a knife. And he dies. And you do stab Ethan through the fucking mouth. But he lives through that. To be later get the... TV that Stu Mocker's head was thrown on onto his head. Yes, um, Kirby does that. Yes. Kirby smashes the TV set that killed Stu Mocker over his head. Yeah, and um, you got uh, Sam kills Quinn. I don't remember how she kills him because it was a couple weeks ago, but I remember she Sam kills Quinn. She lets her she lets her go from the balcony, mm-hmm. and then um, ends up killing her. So they all die. In the end, they all die. Sam, Sam even wears the mask of her father to kill 
Detective Bailey. Yeah, she goes a little psycho. She stabs him like 47 times or something like that mm-hmm. while she's wearing the ghost, ghost face mask. We and I'm sure she psycho. enjoyed it. We all go a little psycho sometimes. Okay. Uh, but as the um, hospital is taking away Chad, who's still alive, and Kirby, who's still alive, um, with Gail and Mindy, who are all still alive. I'm going to keep pointing this out. <laughs> um, you have Tara, sorry, Sam looking at the mask and then leaving it behind. Like yeah. Oh, and, and also Sam agrees to let Tara live her life more independently and Tara agrees to go to therapy. And a happy ending for all until the next movie. Yeah. Where more deaths should occur. Just speaking from experience. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? You are not a fan like I am. Like, I'm a super fan, but you're yeah. not a fan. But um, you're, you, know, you can go either way. What did you think, though? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was entertaining. Um, it, like, I was willing to kind of let go of the problems that I had with it because it was fun. Okay. And I was just like, that's how I just looked at it. I'm like, this is just a fun movie. I don't really care. I don't care, a, like, how well it was written. I don't care if it doesn't exactly line up with the rest of the series. Although it doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I care a little bit. But I was just like, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm not a super fan. It's not going to bother me that it's not great. It was just a bit of fun. Okay. So, yeah. So, for that, I liked it. For for that. I enjoyed the planning that, even though I don't believe that a family of serial killers exist, I enjoyed the planning that the, the Richie's family got. Like, Quinn became their their roommate. Ethan somehow juked the lottery where he was Chad's roommate. I yeah. mean, that's He's ingratiating like, yourself in this oh, family. Oh, it was so easy to rig the lottery so I would become your roommate. And I would like, really, please, I would like step-by-step instructions for how you did this because I don't believe it as easy as you're it's saying. It's not that easy. Trust me. I mean, come on. We're talking about a, a college in New York. How many fucking kids are there? At least, probably, at least, if not more. Like, what the fuck are the odds? How do you rig that? Anyway. Um, and as a super fan, I loved the museum. I just love seeing all those relics from the old movie. I don't know why. I just... Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. It was so great, like, just seeing it. And, um, but, I mean, it, absolutely... The rational side of my brain says absolutely ludicrous for the Richie's family to accumulate this, or maybe it was Richie himself. Like, we don't ever knew who really did it. Mm-hmm. They said it was Jason. They traced it back to Jason. Mm-hmm. Who really did it, though? I mean, I got to imagine it was Bailey, because a lot of it was in evidence, and he was a police officer. And Yeah. But, like, why, though? You weren't a fan of... You weren't a super fan like Richie was. Like, yeah. What was the... What was the motivation? But I enjoyed it as a super fan. I'm like, oh god, look, that's the suit that you know, the shirt that Stu was wearing when you know Billy chopped him or the yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't feel like the museum made any sense. Like, who, how did you accumulate all of these things? Right. It's it was kind of like Halloween Kills when like the guy just borrows the Halloween mask from evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, like that happens. Right. But it, and it was a great showdown piece. It was. But it was, it didn't make, in the rational part of the world, it doesn't make sense. No. So. Not at all. But I enjoyed the shit out of it. So. Um, anything else you want to add before we rate? Um, no. Should we rate then? Sure. Go ahead. You go first. I'm curious. 
Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Like I said, I thought it was entertaining. It had some problems, but I was pretty much willing to overlook them because I was entertained. Okay. But I don't really care about Scream still. I'm willing to overlook a lot, obviously, for my favorite franchise. Um, so I'm going to go about an 8.325. Enjoyed it. There's some plot holes for the rational side of my brain, but as a fan, I enjoyed it immensely. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to bother with fan fiction because Scream fan fiction is all lumped in the same. So if you want to go see some funny fan fictions and crossovers, go to fanfiction.net and check out Scream crossovers. There are some hysterical ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not going to bother going into those because they're all we've got done them six times now at this point. So yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Okay. Should we pimp it out then? Yeah, I guess right. so. Um, we are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. And they have a great podcast network. So if you're looking for other horror shows to fill out your podcast schedule, get over to that link in our show notes and check it out. Because I'm sure you'll find something that you love. Uh, we are on all the social medias. We are at Podcast at Night Everywhere. We have a Facebook, a Facebook group, a Twitter, an Instagram, a Good Pods, and a Slasher. And you should definitely connect with us there if you are so inclined. I know social media sucks, but, you know, whatever. Um, we always repre- We always appreciate. We always appreciate reviews. Let's appreciate. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to come up with a definition and use that <laughs> like in conversation that. now. Reappreciate. That's when you reappreciate something. Please reappreciate us. So, <laughs> you know, we reappreciate you leaving us reviews. It, you know, just wherever you listen, rate us. If it's possible, leave us a couple nice words. We appreciate it. Um, and if you are interested, we also have a merch store that will be linked in the show notes. So that's it from me, Chaos. I'll just say thank you so much for listening and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage, and as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of Scream Love and Horror Cats. Woo! What's your favorite scary kitty movie? That's the title. Show Cats. Show Cats? No, the movie Cats. The movie you, Cats. Oh. <laughs> the, not the stage production. I don't have any skin in that game, but I saw a review of the movie Cats, a very in-depth review, and it was so, so horrifying. Don't give me nightmares. It was nightmare fodder, uncanny, uncanny valley stuff, really terrible. Anyway. Night. Night.